0: They shall be my finest warriors, these men who give themselves to me. Like clay I shall mould them, and in the furnace of war forge them. They will be of iron will and steely muscle. In great armour shall I clad them, and with the mightiest guns will they be armed. They will be untouched by plague or disease, no sickness will blight them. They will have tactics, strategies and machines such that no foe can best them in battle. They are my bulwark against the terror. They are the defenders of humanity. They are my Space Marines, and they shall know no fear. The Emperor of Mankind.
1: Absolutely epic. Mm,
0: Grown-up voice. One You're of listening the Black that... Library. Get me in. I'll, I'll come.
1: I'll come. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely one of the quotes that gets you into 40k. It's I so You good. read that yeah. and you just it's think, so "Wow, what are these Space Marines, and how can I become one?" Yeah. <laughs> 8-year-old me was like I want to be a space I fan. think that's the thing there's
0: so much language in here that when you're like a teenage boy you're like oh my word terror and fear and battle and fornest it's just amazing yeah No,
1: yeah, definitely <laughs> so tom welcome everyone everyone listening tom yourself as well and to me given it's the first time welcome to the rest is warhammer woo woo it's happening it's official we've been teasing it for a few weeks in the main podcast mm-hmm. uh, but this is 6+ Plus plus's new podcast Here we're going to be focusing on the stories and the legends of the Warhammer universe. Absolutely. Um, We are your hosts. My name is Lewis and this is Tom. I'm Tom. Um, We're here to inform and delight in equal measure as we explore the mysterious history of Warhammer.
0: Yeah, this is going to be really Um, fun. really, really excited to do it. The aim here is to, you know, we're going to rotate through different topics and guests um, and keep this running in the background throughout um, the end of ninth and start of 10th edition. Um, short, punchy, thematic episodes—nice um, and easy to digest—but just sort of get that lore content out there, and hopefully get get people and players and familiar faces you know in at different points to talk about stuff they love, um, and really, really lean into the. I think that one of the most sort of quietly underrated aspects of the hobby, which is just how appealing the stories and the narratives in and around it are. Because I think really that's what brings people back. Um, in the end, I think they, you know, they love the game and they love the friends and they stay for the gaming and the friends. But I think that you know the, the stories and the sort of imagined world of, of 40K is is a very compelling place and has has a lot to offer if you dive into it.
1: 100. percent I think it's something that you can enjoy, regardless of in some respect regardless of finances regardless of how far <laughs> your friends away are yeah. whether you can get games or not you can always enjoy the stories they're always there yeah uh, most of it's free online isn't it you can yeah. go and read loads of stuff and
0: uh, it's pretty much all i use audible for game. right i have audible audiobooks yeah. just sinking in from different parts of the 40k world all the time it's great yes yeah,
1: great accompaniment to uh, to painting obviously once so you've, good uh, Yep. Once you've listened and watched to all of the 6++ plus content, that's when you run out of that, then mm. you can start listening to Warhammer stuff. So, yeah, definitely. So, yeah, we really want these episodes. Ideally, this one might be a little bit longer, given it's our first one, and we're just mm. chatting at the start. But hopefully around half hour, 45 minutes is, yeah. is going to try we aim for um we don't want it to be a, another sort of, of of monster like the main podcast is They're really really great <laughs> it's but we want to b- try, and, try and keep this one out of control me. isn't it so yeah. <laughs> this, is, this is
0: partly so we've done little bits on the, the main show before we're, this is where we'll be putting those now so i think in a in a, in a bid to try and begin trimming down the, the monster we've created we'll sort of have a focus here but it's, it's i think it's important for that to still have an outlet somewhere so that's what we're going to do definitely
1: it's a beautiful monster anyway
0: so it really <laughs> we'll have it any other way <laughs> it's, well it's, it's a runaway monster we've got no control over it now it's the <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) What's going to be is going to (laughs) be. Right then, Lewis, what are we talking about today? What is episode one going to be?
1: So episode one of The Rest is Warhammer, we are going to be discussing the backbone of the Warhammer 40,000 narrative. We are going to be talking about how the Imperium makes its Space Marines, how it takes a small child alone in the Warhammer 40,000 universe and turns it through a period of 10 years of horrific physical, mental, and psychological alterations into an eight-foot-tall killing machine. Mm. And I yeah. say that they're the backbone of the 40,000 universe. I really think they are. I think, oh, absolutely. Space they are, they're iconic. 40K doesn't exist without I think screens. that's it's the first bigger.
0: thing. It's almost the first thing everyone ever sees in like a Games Workshop window on a poster is... The space Marine, captures the imagination. There's just something about the armour and the size and the sort of boldness of the colours. Really, really grabs people. Everyone's, everyone's obviously got their own f- different favourite legions and they're just such an iconic part of the game. Um, and But like I say, I think it's interesting is uh, the Imperium in general, one of the great things about how it's written is once you dive into the actual processes of what it does and how it functions, like many empires, uh, it starts looking very dark and, and weird and horrible in, in all sorts of different ways. And... Space Marines themselves, you know, have got this sort of surface veneer of virtue and honor and courage, and all these things that they emphasize. But again, they are they're killing machines, right? And this this is something I that I think yeah. I think the law reflects on it really well. And I know the the early books of the Horus Heresy, you know, Loken really reflects on this and the kind of the role of of violence and the sort of contradiction of Space Marines as these sort of destructive sort of reinforcers of order, really, and the, the fact that they are weapons, really, um, and actually you know that brings all sorts of challenges and issues for them with it exactly I mean, they're,
1: they're portrayed in imperial propaganda as, as heroes <laughs> yeah. angels they are angels. paragons of virtue angels yes, yeah exactly. exactly the angels of death I mean yeah. they are they are supposedly everything that humanity could possibly achieve and could possibly be mm. in reality I mean just the process that we're going to talk about over these uh, these first two episodes just the process of making a space marine is, is in and of itself pretty horrific pretty yeah. dark <laughs> and the end result is not much lighter. I mean, mm. they are, and, and it's something that I would like us all—all all of us listening—and and Tom and I will, will think on it as we go through. But something that, uh, um, on a slightly more serious point, that we should we should consider um, is whether we'd consider a space marine human. Are they yeah. still human? At what point in this process does their humanity end and the space marineness begin? Or does yeah. it? I mean, are they still human? Is that? Yeah, is that yeah. Does all the physical mental alteration affect them? Yeah, Clearly, yeah. it does. Yeah. But does that suggest something about why? half of the space marine legions back in the times of the horus heresy turned to chaos yes indeed. There something in that there's, process? A, there's
0: a very there's a real nature nurture dimension to it i think that's really interesting because so much of this is about genetic altering and interfering in in sort of the nature of human beings and as you say yeah these are these are engineered weapons which then malfunction and go wrong and again in the age we live in that's a very compelling and very familiar set of topics right this idea of meddling in things and not knowing exactly what you'll get as a consequence but i do yeah, I think one of the interesting things with space marines is that nature nurture elements. Right? How much choice, or say, or agency does a space marine have? Right. Again, we've got these wonderful stories of them going and fighting these enormous battles and undertaking these daring missions and everything else. They don't. They don't get a lot of say outside of that, right? They're not. They're not doing a ton yeah, of other don't. stuff, right? Yeah. They are. They are very single-minded creatures, and they've been. They've been created thus. And again, I think that's where. That's certainly for me. That's where the humanity dimension is interesting because I think. I feel like for me, humans have more choice. They don't always, they make bad choices. I think that's one of the things humans do, right? Is they, like make, humans, they make they right? make yeah. bad choices. Um, Got to be able to do that. Um, I don't know if that's my slight hangover talking or what, but it's... <laughs> <laughs>
1: hangover is going to cut you. But I mean, it's something that's definitely, it's brought up in the um, in a lot of the Horace Heresy books, mm. especially when the heresy is just getting started. There's a lot of talk among the Space Marine Legions about what happens when the Great Crusade finishes. What yeah. happens when we're we're effectively finished with. Exactly um, that. You, you've got the legends of the Thunder Warriors back in the uh, the Unification Wars. They all mysteriously disappeared and the other yeah. Space Marine Legions looking at themselves going, is this going to happen to us? <laughs>
0: Exa- exactly
1: that. And what, no. what do we do once we've killed everything? Exactly that.
0: And I, it's a very reasonable assumption for them to have, right? I think you, you look at that and it's yeah We, we don't know what the Emperor's get long-term game plan for that was, mm. but the Imperium had absolutely demobilised and got rid of previous sort of militarised forces yeah. that it had. And it's a very logical thing. And actually, you know, the historian in me sort of turns to some of the most difficult periods in, in Europe's history right and obviously the 1930s is one and one of the big crises that um, Europe faced in that time was the, the large scale demobilisation of lots of soldiers right you built these yeah. enormous armies um, created a very intensified sort of militarised masculine culture um, and whisk people around the world, and then drop, but then drop them back home. And so you know you, you have your sort of your armed groups, your militias, and a lot of young men, or you know, quite psychologically damaged men who didn't know where they were going to fit into things. And that was you know, a big source of turbulence and in lots of places. You know, it disrupted Germany massively, Italy as well. Um, Britain had a bit of it. And that's that's what happens, well, yeah. When when things that people are people and human beings are treated like weapons, it has long term lasting effects on them and how they think and no, how And yeah. I think
1: it's the it's the the acknowledgement of the space marine legions that that is something that could happen to them mm. that suggests, in my mind, that they are still human. Yes. they still have those fears. They still have those concerns and those worries. I mean, they shall know no fear is is the big thing, but yeah, yeah. it clearly clearly highlight that they do have fears. I think it's so. not so much prevalent in the forty, 40 41st millennium because it's all obviously a bit of carnage but and there is no end in sight but realistically in in 30k there is an end in sight isn't there yes yeah absolutely chaos is meddling
0: And I think that 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 the overall project ultimately falls in on itself is about as human as it gets, right? I think that, the, 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 the great the great expansive ambition followed by the inevitable Crash. not quite making it and everything falling down is uh, not is, quite is, making is, it. That's a great summary. <laughs> of it.
1: a billions ahead and the, it didn't quite make it. That's my it.
0: understated assessment of the Horus Heresy. For those in any doubt, the Imperium didn't quite make it. <laughs>
1: That's definitely the hangover talking. Yeah,
0: absolutely, <laughs> absolutely right, right. Okay, so let's um let's talk about selection then, because this is actually something I know nothing about. Um, in terms of in terms of who the candidates are to be space means and to be turned into space means, where 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 are these where are these people drawn from? Who makes well, space? Let Mars?
1: me take you on a journey, Tom. All we? right, let's do um, it. And, and one thing I would say um this is this is mine and and tom's opportunity to properly geek out on this sort of stuff so uh, we will we'll will try and go into a bit of detail here yeah absolutely we'll obviously keep it light but we, yeah, yeah. we will try and approach these topics with with some uh, um uh i do think what the word is but some uh uh, some stringency we will be going through it in detail and mm-hmm. trying to make sure that we do convey as much information as we can so uh, yeah. hopefully you're going to learn a lot from this if there'll be there's things in here that when i was doing the research for this episode that i, I was not aware of in the slightest. <laughs> yeah. things that space marines can do and other stuff like that so mm. we'll come on to that but yeah in terms of selection process tom we uh, uh, the kids, it, it varies between the chapters, how it's how it's all carried out. Um, but it, it has to be children that are chosen, um, yep. usually somewhere between 8 and 12 years old. Mm-hmm. Um, so what we think in late primary school, early secondary Oof. school,
0: yeah. very, age very young.
1: children, mm-hmm. um, much older than that. And um, the a lot of the organs and the alterations that have to be implanted and, and done to the, to, to the aspirants, is, uh, it just won't take uh, okay. much longer than that. It just, the process doesn't work. Mm. um and as I say each chapter will select their their potential aspirants differently Mm -hmm. um some of them in in some chapters cultures is quite an honor to be chosen to be a a, an aspirant for a space marine chapter Mm -hmm. um so there's families that have traditionally supplied aspirants to their their chapter so they'll want to keep doing it and and they'll keep they'll keep trying to train up their kids in advance to to become a part of the space marine chapter um Mm -hmm. That you see that a lot more, in like the ultramarine based ones, um, they're a bit more about martial prowess and things like that. So they kind of prep kids in advance for joining joining a chapter. Mm. Um, there's other chapters where kids are just taken, they're just abducted, mm. <laughs> they just disappear, yeah. never to be seen again. Um, which is a uh, is a slightly different way of looking at it. <laughs> yeah. um, uh Some take you through like combat trials and things like that. So I think yes. the Blood Angels are an example of that where, yep. where kids are basically have to fight each other um, yeah. and they'll pick the best and the best and And the selectors within the chapters are looking for particular traits that make those those individuals uh feel like they're going to fit with the, the chapter's ethos and, and way of war so they'll be looking for strength aggression mm. um and and in some cases a sort of a level of uh, being a bit of a psychopath that's Absolutely. comfortable with inflicting pain, being able to kill in, mm. in some instances can, is that child comfortable with doing that? Are they yeah. actually able to do it? Um, all things that will become important later in the process. Yeah. This, this me. is a
0: really interesting thing. This, this speaks to me again. I, you know, I, I'm a, I'm a historian of, um, of Africa, and one of the recurring themes in that, during the sort of the age, the ages of empire, right, was that was the deliberate recruitment of of people from certain parts of of the continent into sort of colonial armies, and again, looking for, you know, we we want to find sort of the the biggest, strongest, most sort of sort of combative groups of people we can, and recruit them into the army. This was actually something you know, that Britain Britain was very very culpable of doing back in the day. Yeah. Um, and again, it's, it starts that kind of chicken and egg pattern with um, nature nurture going, doesn't it? Because, again, there's the process. People are being chosen because of, the, of certain aspects that they have, which are then going to be encouraged in all sorts of ways. So, again, you're seeing how sort of patterns of behavior and patterns of sort of, particularly, you know, ag- aggression, really, I guess, in this case, is being one yeah. of the main things. right? Being, being encouraged, which is how you get to these incredibly sort of direct and extreme and, and violent figures that you see when Space Marines start wading into battle.
1: No, definitely, and um, one thing I want to do with this with this episode as well. Actually, in addition to that, and, and I was trying to think beforehand where we where we'd find an analogy for a uh, a potential space for an aspirant <laughs> in today's culture. <laughs> stay with me here, Tom. Stay with me. Um, I was trying to think of an example of a child from all of our pop culture that we know happily inflicts pain on others. It's incredibly clever quick thinking a master strategist yeah aggressive master strategist you'd definitely get more um, command points if you brought him i
0: think in your list yeah. without, without a doubt
1: <laughs> what who could we use to to represent to our to our brave listeners um as someone that we could turn into a space marine over the course of these two episodes all i could come up with um and uh, forgive me in advance to that particular individual was the kid that's in the home alone movies Okay, Macaulay, Macaulay Culkin. Culkin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, nice. The, the man himself. Okay. So there's a couple of um, points.
0: One, I assume Macaulay Culkin watches this already. So if you, if you're listening, Macaulay, you know we don't mean any ill by this. Um, yeah. What lead? What legion would Macaulay Culkin oh, have been in? That's a great. That question. is the question.
1: So I'm not. He's, he, he does not to, not to derail sadistic. this too much. But, <laughs> no, this is. Fine. I, I, I think sadistic <laughs> is interesting,
0: but yeah, okay, I think there's a bit of perturabo there, don't you think?
1: with a the sort of, like, overarching
0: planning of traps and stuff that's kind Ooh, of that is a good he lo- a he loves he it? loves that stuff perra yeah, doesn't Peter he with the iron siege. cage and all that stuff it's kind of all... but i think i think obviously he's not he's not a bad kid and he's not motivated by a sort of bitterness i don't think or or hmm. uncertainty, but but certainly the the planning and the scheming makes me think of that
1: Do
0: we lean towards an imperial fist then? Well, yeah, I'm clearly biased in this. Are we now? Yeah, we've just turned this into a proxy war for our different, (laughs) our different interests at this moment in time. I am more as an imperial fist, but no, so be it. That's fine. But yeah, I think that's it. It's definitely we're going to be one of the more sort of strategy and planning and overarching scheme ones. I mean, you could actually have ultramarines. as well wouldn't be wouldn't be don't turn people off too quickly do we (laughs) we're still in the first episode Tom come on (laughs) yeah 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 but that plucky underdog underdog in him as well maybe he's a crimson fist against great odds he's battling on and you know gets plus one to hit against all the burglars outside his house because they outnumber him (laughs) that that sort of stuff I think he's um...
1: re-roll for falling downstairs yeah yeah yeah.
0: re-envisioning that sort of uh, world one where you've got all the orcs and the crimson fists are piled up but there's just one crimson fist in the middle just like (gasps) with his hand Oh no! Oh no!
1: <laughs> Mum's left me behind. Yeah. <laughs> right. Okay. I wonder so, if uh, his mum would even notice if he gets abducted. By well, this is the, the thing, right? Stuff. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> how long exactly. would it be yeah. before she realised? I think.
0: I think. I think. In terms of actually how humans respond to it in different planets and cultures, it's it's regarded. I mean, from some of the books I've had, it's regarded as a very positive thing or a way out of poverty or a way out of strife and struggle, isn't it? In in a lot yeah. of places. Um, and I know for the Blood Angels on Bar, that's a that's a recurring theme that you know life on Bar is very hard, and so that that's your that can be your way out, right? And, I, and you you had the few characters that pop up in some of the baal related stuff where they've they've failed the trials, and that's you know, that's yeah. that's a really a really big deal, and they're very they're very sad and frustrated about it. Um, which again, I you know I think I think speaks to very much to sort of tensions in cultures of recruitment and and sort of picking plucking people up and out of their environments and sort of. The sort of double edgedness of that, right? There's opportunities in that, but there's also, you know, if you you lose young people from from environments, and there's a cost in that as well. Definitely. Yeah. All right, then. So we've got Macaulay Culkin of the Crimson He's Fists. He's ready. He's ready. He's been plucked off, plucked by the Crimson Fists from obscurity, taken to wherever they hang out these days. I'm not. I'm not up to date on my Crimson Fist lore. I'm sorry, guys. I think has um, gone, isn't it? So. Yeah, Rinsewell's not there, so it's not been it's not from there. <laughs> He's on <a> ship. Yeah. <laughs> um and you've got to turn this very, very skinny little little kid into one of the eight foot death machines that we that we know and love so well. Um so so what on earth happens? What's what's the process here?
1: Yeah, so the process, and I think we we will assume that McCauley Colgan is going to survive this process. I think he I will. I'd say back
0: him. He's of strong heart and mind. I I
1: think he uh, he's got he has got he's got what it takes. I think, um, but yeah. actually, once once the child's kids are selected, there is actually only about a one percent survival rate. Oh my word, that is horrific. So that's pretty horrific. Not that is to make it. That through. is scary. Um, it's a combination of the surgeries the 1%. or the training. A, yeah. a lot of the chapters again have training, which actively weeds out week of recruits by yep. finishing them off so i think space wolves are quite good at that um and there's different organs from some of the other chapters which can really mess up a kid as well so mm-hmm. um, so yeah but a lot of the a lot of the process to go from child to space marine is uh, is centered around the surgery and the specialist organs that make a space marine a space marine Uh, we all know they have two hearts and extra lungs and this sort of stuff um but there's a lot of different organs around it that actually give the space marines quite a lot of their abilities that um come up in the law quite often and and some abilities that very rarely come up in the law which i think would be really good to explore over Mm. the course of these episodes um for primaris marines and again we'll probably assume that we're dealing with primaris marines there's 22 different organs (sighs) that get implanted um, now as i say some some marine chapters have some extra ones mm-hmm. like the canis helix for the uh, for the space wolves mm-hmm. um and other bits and bobs like that so I'll, we're not going to go into all the different variations of this process so i think we'll, we'll stick with pretty codex compliant ones but yeah <laughs> there are different a, a, and some chapters don't put certain organs in like the imperial fists don't put the acid spitting organ in and things like that so oh, interesting um some of them have for, for one reason or another decided that this organ isn't going to be used or, or these extra ones are going to be implanted so that's interesting um all of these organs and what is quite interesting uh, sorry alongside those organs, sorry there's there's a lot of psychological conditioning and physical conditioning that prepares the prepares the aspirant for the transfer transition into a space marine. Mm-hmm. now the organs have to go in a certain order uh, because uh, the body of the aspirant isn't ready for later stage organs because some of the earlier organs actually prepare the body for the later organs they don't necessarily have an external function they just get the get the marine's body ready for uh, for for future implants Mm. and some of those organs and and some of the conditioning is is all that preparatory sort of stuff Um, in addition to the learning of all the tactical information and Mm. becoming very strong to hit things harder and things like that um, that all goes around that but every single one of the organs and all the alterations that are carried out come out of existing space marines gene seed so this is why right. there's a lot of focus on the apothecaries in, in both the game and the law. Um, yes. they big deal. Yeah, exactly. Um, the, the space marine gene seed is, is kind of um, it's, it's renewed within an existing space marine, a sort of six to 10 year cycle. Um, mm. And you mm-hmm. need this gene seed from a space marine to create more space marine. So each space marine can build more space marines effectively. Mm-hmm. Um but obviously, when you have only got a one percent survival rate, you do need to make sure you're collecting a lot of gene seed to make sure you can keep your chapter viable. Which is why some chapters have just disappeared through lack of recruits or lack of lack of gene yes. seed.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's, it's funny because you know that, that is, I like those chapters are some of my favorites. I like the ones that are dying out, like I, I, the Flesh Terrors and Crimson Fists are the two yeah. sort of uh, bog standard Astartes legions that I've painted. And what I liked about both of them is this sort of tragic story and the fact they're down to their last numbers. But obviously in, in the recent lore, then it's like, ta-da, Primaris, you're fine. Here's, here's, a, here's a bunch <laughs> more people. They'll be fine. It's all going to go great. In you go. Um, no, but, definitely.
1: And you I, do, across... I do like that
0: that dwindling narrative, right? It's good. It's good. It's interesting. Oh, definitely. That's
1: why That's why a lot of the Chaos, the chaos chapters, uh, or Legions, I guess they still are, um, have to raid... Loyalist chapters for gene yes. oh, yeah. seed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially with things like the Death Guard, I think, like, they're forgive me if I get this wrong, but I think the Death Guard's gene seed is so corrupted it can't make mm-hmm. new Death Guard. So they have to go yeah, and find more. Yeah. And then the Night Lords end up doing the same. They have to go and raid gene Seed they, they do, yeah. The Night Lords are really down to the, the dregs now exactly um, and, and because it's so difficult and I can imagine in a Chaos Legion the survival rate's probably even lower <laughs> because they probably, they probably don't yeah. really care as much I, would I mean, think I, so I guess yeah, and they're often imp- improvising
0: driving, aren't or they or in quite yeah. difficult circumstances as well not just to sympathise with Chaos Space but not easy <laughs> <laughs>
1: You know my views on Chaos Marines Tom so um, I know you don't like if they're them, a bit so. more competent they get more done but there we are <laughs> um, but yeah so um, what I would note as well before anyone uh, before anyone thinks they' any less of us this this podcast is going to be of the utmost standing and repute. so we haven't we've made we've avoided it so far but Tom there will be no vulgar jokes about a space marines seed at any point in okay the rest of this podcast. I can I can pull that off I can behave I can be good. Good boy. That's what we want to hear. Davy's not on this show, so I think we'll be alright. If <laughs> Davy's not here, he'll come. <laughs> was it Adam Camillari? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, nice. But yeah, so the space marines. I think if you're very lucky as an aspirant, you can get those twenty two organs in fourteen surgeries. So that's um, a mere fourteen surgeries. A mere 14,
0: fourteen surgeries. Yeah. Over the course, which of if you're say, 10 if you're um, <laughs> if you're a space marine that's on the NHS, won't set you back, so you'll be okay. Yep. it will be very <laughs> difficult for those space marines over in the US. That is you are racking
1: up quite a bill. Um, by bill. Although by the end of it I'd I'd encourage any insurance company to be able to chase you for that payment. <laughs> I'm not going
0: to pay now that I'm an enormous death machine. No, fair enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. As soon as I've got
1: my power armor on, I'm right. pretty confident. So
0: it, it sounds like I can see why not many people survive this because that's that's yeah. a horrific amount to put a body through and it and it yeah. feels like anything could go wrong at any of those stages. But let's let's dive into some of the organs then, let's sort of try and build this up and, and sort of think put through Think through the different Oh, you've got a picture.
1: No, I don't have a picture. I'm going to build a. we're going to oh, build, a, build mental a picture. picture. We're no, painting yeah. a mental paint, picture paint, for paint our a mental listens. picture. Yeah, much better. Yes. Right then, where are we and starting? None of you are going to sleep at night. So, what I'm going to do is I'm going to go through some of these in the order they go in because, as I say, some of them link to future, future surgeries and future training. So, I think it's okay. important that we go from start to finish. Sure. The very first one, very first, and it's one of the most important ones. I think is a secondary heart secondary heart yeah so i'd, I'd yes. say this
0: is the one that most listeners probably are aware of because they, they always like to do little bits about like both hearts beating and all that stuff exactly in yeah. that one that one pops up a lot
1: okay let's talk about it what, why, why do you need a second heart well you definitely well, it's a backup it's if, a, if you find a, if you a find a unexpectedly <laughs> that your first heart has a bolter hole in it right got expecting. you yep that makes always sense. useful to have a second heart just right. in case that occurs um, but it it also actually boosts the blood supply, as you can imagine, blood pumps fast around the body with two hearts, um, and it allows <laughs> it allows space for to survive for extended periods in low oxygen environments. Yeah. Um, so. Oh, yeah, that yeah, of yeah. course that's smart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it just means you can be your environmental resilience is a lot higher. Mm-hmm. Um, you can change things around. Um, so what I didn't know in Macaulay Culkin's case is that if you had two hearts, would it make you more resilient? to the realisation that your parents had abandoned you, or would it double the heartbreak?
0: Burn. <laughs> Ouch. Let's hope it's the former, eh, McCauley? Yeah. It'll be all right. It'll be fine.
1: It'll be fine. <laughs>
0: well, that's, that's the secondary heart, then.
1: What's next? Yeah. Very useful. So next one, and whoever wrote these organs has... I've got a bone to pick them on their spelling of words, which just don't exist. <laughs> this one is called the osmodula. Ah, the spelled o smodula
0: Yeah, I can see why this is less well-known than the secondary heart.
1: <laughs> but it's actually a really clever one. Again, it doesn't really have any kind of um, use in game. You won't have necessarily... There's no rules associated with it, and there's very little mm. law about it. But what it allows Macaulay Colkin to do is it allows his bones to absorb ceramic chemicals from okay. his diet. Okay. Now, the ceramics... In the diet, allow or make the uh, space marine's bones grow larger, right? And it eventually makes uh, an aspirant's ribcage bulletproof. Uh, okay. 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 So okay. I'm not really sure how necessary this when we obviously they put power armor on top of this. So I don't really know how how a bulletproof ribcage really helps. I guess it's a, a second
0: of... second go at it, isn't it? If you, if stuff yeah, does break through,
1: anything that's strong enough to go through power armor is it really going to go through a Probably just carry on, won't
0: it? <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, I guess if, it, I, yeah. if I've if got you, if a valiant take, harpoon, say you've taken, Tom. Taken, yeah. Okay, well, but, yeah, that's not going to help. Right, if you're firing a valiant harpoon at a space where you're not doing great use of it anyway, it's, yes, like, I'm,
1: I'm probably losing that game. But, but you're having
0: fun doing it. Um I'm Having a great time. No, I, I guess. I guess it's like yeah, because obviously. obviously Power armor over a battle will take wear and tear, and you might get a few bits, sort of few shots, sort of straying in, holes, in where they, where yeah. yeah, exactly where they've broken through existing damage, and then then it might be quite useful. But it makes yeah. me think, you know, because obviously space things have these enormous puffed up like chests, and it's, they always look quite funny with that. But actually, it yeah. sounds like there probably is quite a massive pumped up like rib cage in there to go with the armor, which is fun.
1: So I think it it allows, well, by making everything a bit bigger, it allows space to include all of the other organs that are to follow um, and obviously protects them. So once they get, it takes about two years to get to a bulletproof, bulletproof rib cage. Once they've got to that point, they'll be in a position where they've got a load more organs in, so the investment from the chapter is a lot higher mm. because they've invested in all these extra organs, extra surgeries. But they'll be investing in a in a body that's now bulletproof. Mm. So um, it just, I think, I guess, increases the chance that they can survive through the process. Yeah, nice. So it's um, the osmodular. Like it. Os-modular. Very good. What's next? Another good good spelt one is the biscopia. Biscopia. The yeah. Nice. So this is this is the Stephen Box organ. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, we haven't got any friends of the show yet, but hopefully he'll become a friend of the show. Oh, he
0: yeah, absolutely will. I'm actually uh, interviewing Stephen <laughs> Box later, so. How oh, are you? Yeah. Oh, fantastic! So, that'll excellent. Be fun. So yeah, we'll I'd have to ask him. I'll if he's point got him his in the champions. direction of this again. Yeah, yeah, we'll get him onto Sue at some point that if he's if he's up for it. That'd be quite fun. He, he does do the, the lad stuff. does. I know. I know he's a big fan of having an audiobook on when he's doing his painting and everything else. So. Yeah. <laughs> so
1: <laughs> so yeah. what does this so do? This is, so this actually, all, all this does really is not a particularly exciting one, but it, it, it does make them all look like Stephen. Um, it releases hormones into the aspirin. That just massively increases muscle growth. Um, right. It's the main okay. source of the gains, as it were. <laughs> so just steroids, I think, effectively. Because as your bones get bigger and your ribcage becomes bulletproof and you've got to find room for a secondary heart, you obviously need much bigger muscles to accommodate all Amazing. That sort of stuff. And also if you want to get from strength three to strength four, you really do need to have some some serious time at the gym. And this kind of Absolutely. makes all that gym time a lot more efficient. Yeah! Wow, um, that's awesome. So, yeah, it's a good one. That one. Yeah, because
0: they're always training, aren't they? But it's almost always combat training. I, don't, I can't don't yes. recall them doing weights and and cardio and that sort of stuff. Because I guess yeah, they're... I mean, I don't
1: think they need to. Once no, this, they don't need to because they're sort of being built their... to
0: be just innately very constantly fit
1: and yeah. energized. Yeah, and this very definitely cool. helps with that. Uh, nice you combine that with the the secondary heart pumping much more oxygenated blood around and things like that just everything gets more efficient yeah for sure huge efficiency gains um, (laughs) which catachans seem to be able to achieve without any of this yeah they just do some pull-ups in the jungle
0: (laughs) job job done same
1: deal so do we really need a major surgery for that but there we are (laughs) no why haven't they turned catachans into space marines yet it make an easier process. It feels it?
0: like that's a logical group of people to recruit from. I don't know, the, I don't know where Catchan is and who, whose jurisdiction it would fall under, but you'd, yeah, I'd, I'd recruit from them, definitely. I did, I would, Big uh, hench boys that they are.
1: <laughs> <I'd>, uh, <laughs> yeah. I guess anybody trying to put Katachan under their jurisdiction, I think, has got a... it got a, got a problem. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice all right what's next (laughs) how many organs is that's we've done three That's three down 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 we're on our way 19 to go oh yeah um (laughs) no i think the next one is is an interesting one actually because it's our first primaris marine specific one Mm -hmm. um and it also has the dubious honor of being the only cybernetic implant so this is the first one that our, our friend belisarius called. should we have belisarius called as a friend of the show yeah, but I
0: mean, he, he's a known friend of the show because Chris he's plays AdMate. Yeah, yeah, he's always yes. he's always sliding into Chris's DMs to ask for advice on AdMate lists. It's cool. It's <laughs> cool whenever he has to sends an army out, he has to submit a, a battle scribe formatted list um, to get release on the different vehicles and different things. So he often he often goes to Chris and asks what he should be spending his command points on,
1: what warlord traits to put on his guys, that sort of stuff. Yeah. Excellent. Well, a friend of the show, <laughs> Benasari is <Yeah>. cool Then <laughs> this, is, this is his first attempt at fiddling with the emperor's great work. I see. Um, yes, coils was the giveaway. <laughs> yes, sinew coils—they're called nice. Um, so, what they actually does is it adds metal into the tendons and ligaments of the aspirant to just hugely increase their strength and resilience. Right. Okay. So this is bear in mind. This is in addition to the Stephen Box organ yeah um, this one actually makes the tendons metal so i can only imagine I, I, actually no i can't even imagine how painful this surgery must be to have all yeah, of your tendons pulled out and then turned into metal wires mm. Um it must take absolute days for this this surgery to carry out like this yeah, is not sure. a five minute piece of surgery is it this is this is serious stuff um I think personally I think I find this one quite useful because um, yeah. I always seem to get myself injured when I'm running so yeah. it'd be really nice to replace all of my tendons. Yeah, nice
0: have a bit of a bit of metal in the knee somewhere to just mm. prop it
1: up. I would love that. <laughs> yeah, i get my 5k nice and fast I think. Yeah, about. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um but uh, yeah so that I mean that kind of um links us on to another kind of Primaris one um which is one of these ones that kind of go in at the same time really. Um mm-hmm. Which is called the Magnificat. The oh, Magnificat! Magnificat.
0: I, when man- I when when <laughs> I was a much younger child, I used to sing in like choirs and stuff. And right. Magnificat is one of the like classic really? sort of choir hymn things. It's I don't know what like, it's a sort of Latin Latin deal. say, it must mean something in Latin. Yeah, so yeah. It. So it all it's all linked into you know the the God stuff. I would imagine. I would imagine. But uh, yeah, that, that's that's funny. So what is a Magnificat then?
1: So <laughs> now this is something that the Primarchs have. Mm-hmm. Now, back on our friend of the show, Belisarius Call, cool. right. when he hey, was coming up, he's back when he was coming up with the Primaris project, he had managed to get hold of the Emperor's Little Notebook. Um, so he was obviously looking at the how to guide to how to make a space marine and seeing what he could do to improve it. Absolutely. Unfortunately, when he was looking at the Emperor's Little Notebook, he could only find half of it. Um so okay. and it seems the little notebook seems to have, have been half destroyed which has obviously meant that he's not been able to fully recreate the Primarchs mm. because I mean that would be ideal if you could if you had the resources to do it you could create an army of Primarchs and that would just you you'd wipe the floor of everyone wouldn't you mm. mm-hmm. um, as long as you make the good ones um so no one else can recreate Primarchs uh, but he does have the first half of the notebook and it seems that notebook has has been destroyed at the point where they were talking about the brain of the Primarch Right. So what we have in this situation is we have half the implant of a Primarch's brain. Okay. Okay. So in in a fact, it seems to be the really boring half because all it seems to do is boost the osmodular and the biscopia organs even more. Yeah. So the story of obtaining this organ is much more interesting than the result of the organ itself, which yes. is just to add make the uh, space marines' bones stronger and make it give it give it bigger muscles, which is what makes the the Primaris marines larger.
0: Yeah. I'm going to um, I'm going to say I think destroying the ability to make more primarchs is a good play. Well done whoever did that. Obviously we, we don't obviously we don't know. But uh, I think yeah, I mean, a world with 100 million We don't need more primarchs. In. I don't think the Imperium <laughs> needs more primarchs. It's already stuck with all the ones it already made and they're, <laughs> and they're, they're running they're running around basically making Doe eyes at each other while they have duels that cost millions of lives, as far as I can see from the law at the moment. It's sort of yeah. Montaro and Gilliman leveling whole planets so they can have a little flirt whilst they have their fight with their swords, <laughs> and then no one actually dies and they go off again and they come back, wreck another planet, round you go. Um, so, so, yeah, like when probably, probably comes got back enough. Back that out. Oh, Dawn, yeah, normal. <laughs> I, I imagine the lion's going to have some stuff to say about it, but then he might bring some stroppiness of his own. I, I could I could see a bit of that coming in. The lion has got some
1: teenage angst yeah yeah. Life, <laughs> <he>? yeah, absolutely.
0: <laughs> Abs- absolutely. Brilliant, right. Okay, so we've got another one coming up. What's the next one? Indeed. So this is our number six primaris right?
1: one. Yeah, what are we are on one, two, three, four, five, six. This six, is the sixth six one. Six of fourteen. Um so this is called the Belisarian furnace. Okay. So friend of the show, Belisar, is cool. Back again, third time lucky. He's named this one after himself. So he's he's followed in, in the footsteps of our friend Arcan Land mm-hmm. and his land raider and his land speeder. Mm-hmm. Um he's named this one after himself. So the best way I can think of describing this one, Tom, is I'm going to draw on some video game knowledge here. Oh, um, back in the day, PlayStation 2. I think actually, to be fair, I think they make more more modern versions. But did you ever play the game Dynasty Warriors? It's
0: funny that you should mention it, Lewis, because I was never allowed games like that. But I used to be child-minded a little bit every now and again, and my child-minders... Kid Simon had Dynasty Warriors on whatever console it was on and it was the best thing in the world you just run around smacking everything into yep. tiny bits you just mash square <laughs> you, just kill, <laughs> you just go through so many people just, it's the sort of the age I was at it was like oh wow video games are super easy all I'm doing is just running around just hitting people with a big stick
1: <laughs> gives you a little KO count in the corner yeah yeah, you how yeah. Many, uh, how it many was uh, you've killed. <laughs>
0: ludicrous ludicrous violence that, <laughs> and
1: then, uh, then what's his name Lou Boo would come along at the yeah. front that wall and he would just kill you immediately. Yeah, yeah and, then, yeah. and you'd have to restart. But then you'd have to kill all of his mates again, which is always quite funny. Or you just try and run away from him and he chases you across the map mm. for ages and ages and ages. But so in the game Dynasty Warriors, if you mashed square enough and mashing square cut off enough heads, mm-hmm. you'd build up your musu meter. Yeah. And okay. you could then hit circle to enter musu mode, which basically right. made you invincible for a bit and just kill more stuff even quicker. Um, okay. and you would you give your thumb a rest because you wouldn't have to mash square you just hold circle down and your character would just start spinning and jumping and just killing everything
0: mm-hmm.
1: um so what it actually does in terms of a space marine is a little bit like that when a space marine gets really really stressed during battle it allows the space marine to space Marine's hearts to just work really really hard mm-hmm. um so it just like injects stimulants into the hearts of the space marine to make them pump really fast make them especially if right. to run faster and right, right, even more right. efficient and, and yeah, just yeah. boost everything else up go up a gear yeah, yeah. but the, the key thing with it is once you've used it you have to let it charge up again yeah very video which is gaming. why it's like very less, video know, gaming yeah right. I like it yeah absolutely
0: <laughs> absolutely and furnace, I think furnace kind of implies that. Yeah, I feel. I feel like running on hot. It feels a bit dangerous. I feel like that's something yeah. you don't want to be doing too often. I think that, that sounds like it's a little bit extreme for an organ yes. to have inside an, an actual physical body. Yeah, you're um, like doubling
1: your speed of your hearts, which yeah. if you've got two, is a bit risky. So yeah, um, yeah. it's just when they get under times of particular stress, really. So yeah, um, and sure. they just need to get to that next level. Um, <laughs> so. But that's it. Um, so yeah, that's that's the last one of uh, of Benesara's calls for a little while. Um, we we'll go back to. Uh, he certainly Southside. had more
0: of a hand in this than I would have thought. You know.
1: Indeed, yeah. So that's what I think it's really interesting to put the Primaris Marines in this because they do have some some extra extra bonuses that uh, um, do kind of raise them above a normal first world marine. Yeah. Um, which is good. Um, so we've got a pretty boring one coming up. I'll just fly through it. It's the Hymasterman. Um, which basically pairs up with their secondary hearts and it makes the space marine's blood more efficient at carrying oxygen. Not particularly exciting, but yes, more oxygen is great. neat to have, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And then I think we come on to one which I think a lot of people will recognise. It's called the Laraman's organ. Ah, um, yeah. Ah, yeah. And this is basically, it's quite a famous one. It comes up in the books quite a lot as something that space marines can do. It's basically the insta-heal organ. Yeah. So it messes with Macaulay Culkin's white blood cells um and it allows any like cuts and minor injuries to like instantly scab over so they'll get a cut or a small bullet wound minor tank shell something like that that makes its way through the power armor and it will just immediately heal itself um yeah. which is which is obviously really great but sometimes i think in the law quite a lot what happens is they they play up the failure of this organ to keep up with certain injuries. So like you'd have a space munition hit by a melter gun and they'll just go into a long detailed paragraph about how the Laraman's organ just can't keep up and it can't make enough mm. white cells to, to repair the damage. Which mm. clearly from being hit by a melter gun would, would clearly yeah um, it would ruin your Sunday afternoon. Yeah, it's, uh,
0: so it's like an emergency it's that isn't always going to cut it, really. Yes. You know, it's going to it's gonna Yeah. it's yeah, to you what it can yeah, um, so, it's it, yeah, like a lot of like Yeah, a lot of
1: so that's a good one. Yeah, very useful uh, one to have. Very useful to have. I mean, I'd quite like that one just in general. In, oh, I'd love in it. Life in general. That'd be great. Um, yeah, as a clumsy person, my, but yeah. yeah very tendons. useful
0: thing to have. Yeah, definitely.
1: Um, was that next one?
0: That was number eight, wasn't it? I think that was number eight. I so think. we're on to number nine. Number Macaulay's nine. So still with he's... us. Macaulay's still still alive. Still going.
1: He, Macaulay's making it. He's got he's most
0: of the organs now, but we've still got a few. Few more bits to get in there, yeah.
1: And um, we're entering the territory of sci fi bullshit now. Um,
0: sci fi bullshit, oh, we're, we're way past that now.
1: <laughs> have we, have we already yeah, we, we've, we've been we've well, that we've that realm, been well we. into it, yeah. <laughs> 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 well, I wonder then, I'll see what you think whether this takes you to the next level, right? Okay, This is It's called it. the Catalepsian Node. Oh, so again, one for the uh, one for the spelling P there. I like that. Um, catalepsian this, Node, nice. This one, I think a lot of people know about this one, they might not necessarily know the name. Mm-hmm. But this is is the organ which allows a space marine to survive on very little sleep Mm -hmm. so they can go indefinitely so this is just permanently they can live on four hours sleep a day okay Oh wow. so i mean that's okay i mean i live on about six hours sleep so i'm basically a space marine Uh, um, (laughs) i just (laughs) just i'm such a a bad
0: human without sleep i'm not happy i'm angry (laughs)
1: <laughs> i'm just not sleeping is not one of my skills like, <laughs> i will drift off and then i wake up like an hour later and then i'll drift off again and i wake up oh, an hour yeah. later and after about six hours i just to sleep up. forever <laughs> <laughs> no, we are different on that front tom yeah, man. Yeah, man. <laughs> but it also allows and this is gonna be very useful for any of our uh, any student listeners here that oh, i've got some deadlines approaching um it allows my screen to go for two weeks without any sleep at all oh wow which is quite good um quite a clever thing to do now that actually works it, it, there's a downside to doing that clearly. As, and, as you would expect as yeah, as, yeah. <laughs> this, is not, this is not this is not perfect there's macaulay Culkin does have to take some risks in doing this yeah and i'd be interested to speak to a neuroscientist about how this actually works because what mm. the brain can do is it can switch off half its brain and then just carry on the other half so like half its brain falls asleep and the other half just carries on and then just switches backwards and forwards and so they can do that for about okay. two weeks before they get any kind of serious oh, wow. negative effects but as i say i'm no neurological expert here yeah that but...
0: feels that doesn't feel as holistic as i would imagine a brain is but <laughs> yeah, which is why i think we're in
1: we're in the realms of sci-fi bullshit here because yeah, yeah, yeah. surely i'm pretty sure like one half of your brain does certain things and another half of your brain does something else so like one part of your brain does like your motor function doesn't it and then yeah so if you shut that off does that space mean just like fall over drop everything it was carrying
0: yeah it's exactly like, uh
1: p- and then just like lying there going, technically I'm awake, but half the brain that controls me being able to walk has just gone to sleep. So I need yeah. to sit here for another four hours. Um, so, yeah, I'm not entirely sure how that works. Uh, but I think each bit of the brain is quite valuable. So I'm interested to see how that kind of flips around, really. Hmm. <laughs> you can just jump back and forth. Um, so that, Tom, is some is some of the initial surgery. So you've That's, got, we've got a four in the or five surgeries there. Yeah. We've, um, we've and got, this is the point started. now. Where and this is something we talked about in the first podcast in one of the podcasts previously we we're introducing this. This is where uh, McCauley yes. Colkin starts with his hypnotherapy.
0: Right, okay. So, so we've got the body sorted, now we've got to mess up the mind. Yeah, get, the get body's the mind in way. doing
1: what we want. Okay. Still plenty of surgery to go, but <laughs> the body has started to become a little bit more space marine-like. So that's when they go into the hypnotherapy chambers. Mm-hmm. So Macaulay Colkin takes a load of drugs, gets completely sedated, put in this chamber. And then it's just subjected to like massive visual stimuli, huge sounds, oral stimuli, all sorts going on. And it just pummels him whilst he's lying in this chamber with all the information that makes a space marine a space marine. So Mm. it starts to, it really starts to kind of uh, psychologically make him a space marine. Now, one of the key things that it does, which I think is really, really clever. Is it allows the space marine to start controlling their own metabolism, consciously yeah. controlling yeah, yeah, their yeah, bodily yeah. functions? A big deal, slow things down, speed things up, and actually mm. go, I don't need to breathe now, or I don't want to have uh, I don't want to um, digest stuff this quickly, or I've just mm-hmm. taken some poison on, I need to slow it down, things like that. They can consciously do that, um, and it's super powerful, it's really powerful, and obviously. We have a big loss of aspirants at this point in the process. Yeah, I can imagine because it's not gentle at all. This is they are given a cocktail of pretty horrific drugs. They're Mm. put in this chamber and they're just pummeled. So a lot of aspirants go completely insane, as you can imagine. Yeah, yeah, that would would break. They've already survived five pretty horrific major surgeries. Yeah, 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 and have been obviously because you've got to think in in between all these surgeries, they're just training, training, training. They're being given doctrine. They're like being um, propaganda machine is going mm. massively, they're learning everything, they're learning about how how to be an ultramarine or an imperial fist and all these things that they're supposed to learn and, and pick up. Their personality is just being eroded and then this really kind of finished that process off. and just absolutely absolutely blasts them with uh, with stimulus which can just mm. overwhelm people. Yeah, yeah. As you can imagine. Um, so yeah, but Cory Colkin, he comes out of his little chamber. He's still made it. He's, He's made it a different stern, man, let's be honest, oh boy. He can hang in there. <laughs> He's gone from uh, from heating up door handles to uh, um, <laughs> slightly on the edge of insanity, but yeah. uh, so I think we'll probably maybe let's do maybe one or two more organs and then we'll leave it there for now because I okay. think we're at forty five minutes already. So yeah, yeah, um, yeah.
0: As yeah. I say, this is this is the pilot, right? So sorry. this is the pilot, all right for it to be a little absolutely. longer, yeah.
1: but yeah. So the next organ then, after he's come out of that chamber, is called the preomnor. And it's a stomach Pre-om-nom. organ, so I think it should be called the pre nom nom I like that, um, <laughs> I like that. Very good. Laugh that, it was awful.
0: <laughs> no, I do like that. I'm a big fan of om-nom-nom as a concept, so it's nice to... <laughs> nice to it needs to be early. brought back, I think. It's, yeah, no, absolutely. So much, what, much does,
1: what does the pre nom nom nor do? <laughs> <laughs> the pre nom nom nor Tom, if you'd like to know, <laughs> is a pre-stomach stomach. So he's like a cow now, he's going to have two stomachs.
0: Right. Um, I oh, so would love to pre-stomach stomach. would be
1: great yes Just you put your alcohol in. in it oh yeah yeah yeah, nice nice so but it basically what it allows them to do is neutralize poison in indigestible in foods like right cooking. right 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 okay so that's why i think oh, would it work on alcohol alcohol is technically a poison isn't it um but i think they yeah, might have another liver is. as well yeah it is I can't remember. It is. but would that make McCooly per- Culkin Colkin the most boring person to go to a party with?
0: I wouldn't with take boy. a spaceman into a party. I don't think that feels no. like it. That doesn't feel. But like even in dark. this stage, where
1: he's not properly a spaceman, he's, yeah, like, he's now yeah.
0: like Stephen Box
1: size. Stephen Box size. <laughs> but he's still technically a human, kind <laughs> of sized individual. <laughs> he's on. He's on the edge. He's of on the way. Okay. <laughs> um, but he also, yes, he now processes alcohol at ridiculous mm. speed, so doesn't really get drunk, which is just very boring. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. But yes. And then we'll go to the final one, I think, which is something that I think is very underused in the law of a space marine. Yeah. Which is called the homophagia. Oh, yes. Say that 10 times quickly. Homophagia. Homophagia. So this is the organ which allows a space marine to absorb the memories and experiences of what it eats.
0: Interesting. That's very weird. Just letting that sell. Yeah, that's that's a very very weird power to have.
1: Yes. So we got we got a bit of crook coming in here now. And how
0: on earth does that happen? So <laughs> how well, do is, how so... do you eat something and then get it? where's where in the thing you're eating are, are its memories stored? I guess
1: is exactly like is it just like eating doesn't, DNA or is it like doesn't just make like any sense? Mm. Crazy. So, it's the It's very underused in law because they don't seem to do it. The Blood Angels do it. Mm-hmm. It comes up quite a lot in them. Yeah, Blood Angels. It,
0: blood Angels are big on yeah, it. Absolutely. Yeah. It makes
1: them go a bit crazy. Yeah, yeah. Because um, they start eating everything around them, really. Mm-hmm. Don't and they get a bit blood mad and start chewing and stuff? I can see
0: my boys, the Night Lords, enjoying this a little bit. Yes. Yeah. yeah.
1: Um, but I, it definitely feels like it could be used in law more. But there is also probably a bit of a side effect as well. Yeah. In that, yeah. I think it would be really annoying if McCauley Colkin was to like on his day off from his training because they clearly obviously have day-offs. Oh, yeah. Um, he goes out with his mates to McDonald's or something like that. Any other any other fast food chains are available. Um, and he just ate, ate a Big Mac. Would he then <laughs> be taking on the memories of whatever cow was unfortunate to I go would, to that I would burger? assume so. So he's just sitting there having his McDonald's, and it's like... Whoa! Yeah, Suddenly you've just got, derbyshire just in the field. Cow memories, yeah. <laughs> valuable, valuable cow memories. And that would just fill up your brain. Even a space in your brain would just get full up with yeah, I, I feel crap. Like that's, that's
0: gonna quickly turn meals into quite unpleasant experiences, I think. I'm not yes. I'm not I don't want this. I d I wouldn't want an omophagia. That doesn't sound very useful to me. Um yeah. I could see that for tracking and stuff must be amazing, right? Sort of absolute yeah. absolute dynamite of sort of piecing together what's happened on the, mm. on the scene, in battle, all this sort of thing, but
1: um, no, there must that, just be a lot rubbish. of fear. They're probably easing it. Going, someone's gone. Oh god, there's a Space Marine. Blam! Just been eaten. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> another scared person. or oh, another scared Eldari. <laughs> yeah, very much so. Very much so. Yeah. So yeah, is that so all the organs? Think,
0: is that the whole? Set? That's not
1: all the organs. No, that's all the organs for today. Ah, um, so okay. You can you, can, you okay. can settle in. So we're basically this this whole process that we've gone through so far. It's a good stopping point. Yeah, is, we've gone for about eight years now. Of Eight years physical training psychological conditioning hypnotherapy trials surgery yeah. intelligence tests religious <sighs> indoctrination political indoctrination both of which would rival the most despotic regimes in human history oh absolutely yeah outdo yeah. <laughs> do it i would say yeah absolutely it's crazy yeah. and if, if you're lucky you could have got that all of that done in five different surgeries so if you're lucky You haven't done all those organs individually. You can combine some of them together. They happen at the same time and you get five surgeries in there. He probably, McCauley probably started this with about a thousand mates and he's, they've all been whittled down to about a few hundred now. So he's probably lost about 800 friends, which is probably not great um, for his own kind of psychological state. Mm. And to top all of that, he won't have had a phone call from his mom either. No. (laughs) Poor guy. Poor lad. (laughs) (laughs) Um, oh, but man. luckily, to compensate for his parents' failings, um, he's now. <laughs> I'm taking this very seriously. As you no, they ra- they he's...
0: raised a strong, independent kid. I don't think they'd do yes. anything differently.
1: <laughs> no, definitely. And she doesn't need to worry about forgetting him in the future. So yeah, I mean, I've fine. not seen
0: the sequels, but I assume they they do it again. Come up with more inventive ways <laughs> to forget. Yeah. <laughs>
1: It's like, oh he's not in the car oh he's not uh, on the plane oh he's um, not on the bus that's so funny <laughs> oh he's now a space marine How yeah that exactly oh no um, yeah <laughs> but he is he is now part of a brotherhood I think yes you're probably at the point you're eight years in now you are part of something greater than you mm. a community that there or thereabouts cares about his success which he's yep. probably not had before he's got two hearts now which is pretty amazing his bones are bulletproof his arms make Stephen Box look like pipe cleaners yeah his tendons are metal. He's got half of Primarch's brain. <laughs> pretty sweet. Which we just really hope isn't Curz's brain. No, absolutely. You um, want Kurz's. You want, you, want, you want those visions, mate. Get the visions in. Get the visions. <laughs> <laughs> of how he's going to die. <laughs> yeah. um, he can, in times of stress, he can do Dynasty Warriors Musu mode. That, that, he that, heals wounds instantly. Yeah, that one's very cool. Doesn't need to sleep anymore. He can no. eat poison. And should he decide to eat you, Tom, he's going <laughs> to get all of your memories of playing Genesteel at Cult*. Oh, the poor guy
0: a constant (laughs) headache so just to reiterate what you're saying is this is a years-long process that changes your physiology makes you quite odd and angry um, but does bring you into a wider community of of like-minded individuals so in that sense it's essentially just becoming a 40k player in that sense Yes. Yeah. Very nice. Minus right. the surgery. <laughs> Minus the surgery. Yeah. As, far as I'm aware. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Great. You do start to lose your earlier personality. You. So there was there was a previous Lewis. Yeah. <laughs> that predated yeah, yeah. playing Night Valiant. Nice. <laughs> yeah. It's I mean,
0: quite it's... good at the game. what? <laughs> I, I, I might be getting ahead of us here, but at what stage can you be a scout? When when are you considered ready enough to be chucked out of a land speeder storm to die? Turn two.
1: Do you know what? Well, that's a very good question, Tom. Yeah, um, I don't know. Well, that's think... something
0: I'll look up, look up for next time. Yeah, we'll I also I want to find episode. out where the flesh terrors recruit from as well, and, and see what see what their role in
1: this is because I don't know. That's got me got me thinking about it now. yeah definitely, and right. as a bit of a teaser for the next episode, because because I am a bit of a tease. <laughs> we're going to obviously finish off the story of Macaulay Culkin becoming the Space Marine in the next episode. If you tune in, he is going to learn how to breathe underwater. Ooh. We're going to learn how he, he works out how to survive in a vacuum mm-hmm. and learn how to track targets by licking them. Nice. <laughs> So no, it's going to get creepy. It it sounds it's going to get like weird. Some
0: very useful stuff is coming up in part two. <laughs> so I'll I'll look forward to that. Brilliant. All
1: this and more, and the rest is warm. Yeah, the rest is warm, man. Woo! Yes.
0: Okay. Excellent. Thanks for bearing with us, guys. Um. Obviously, this episode is a little longer because it's the pilot, and we're getting things started, and we're trying some stuff out. So we're we're going to get this down to a sort of tight focus. Thirty for future episodes, um, we're going to shape this as we go. Lewis is really keen to sort of evolve this and develop this as we go. So please give him feedback, give him help, yep. let him know what works. What, and again, the sorts of things you'd be interested in in hearing about and, and sort of any any, addi- any sort of additional mix-ups of the format, et cetera, et cetera. It's always, always an evolving process, and we welcome any and all feedback you guys have.
1: Definitely. definitely. Brilliant. Well, um, Lewis,
0: thanks very much for for running me through that. It was very interesting, if a little bit scary. That's um, right. No, and I, that's I feel like I genuinely learned a lot. I, I was, there's was a lot in there that I didn't know, um, and that was yep. really, really good fun. Great, yeah. There's All so right. much,
1: so much detail in this process, isn't there? We'll, isn't, oh, it's, it's, it's the crazy.
0: Lot. Yeah, yeah. It's it's, it's absolutely crazy. Um, and we'll we'll get the band back together for part two and and see how McCauley's getting on and what new horrors await him. And we'll be yeah. we'll be back again then. So, be yeah. well out there, guys. And thanks for listening.
1: Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Thanks for listening to the rest is Warhammer. Woo.
0: See you soon. Bye, guys.